Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. The guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Hey friends, welcome to episode 412 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. I am Kevin Huntsberger, your host this week and every week actually, but being as it is episode 412, that means we are just now eight weeks away from episode 420, and once again, my plea for Rob Van Dam, or as I said on TikTok, Rob Van Dam, to be on the podcast for episode 420 for obvious reasons, and I am I am serious about this, and I am in hot pursuit of this, and, and really am hoping to make it happen. Uh, with a uh, a bit of a social media campaign, and maybe I'll kick it up a, a notch or two over the next few weeks. We'll wait and see. Uh, but I'm I'm hoping I'm I'm going to remain optimistic that this will happen. But what I do know is happening is this week on episode 412, we're going to hear from the Stride Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion Peyton Ayers. He will be in action on Saturday, October 22nd. We talk more about that as he will be facing Riser in his first defense, and a little bit of irony there as these two have been allies and uh, enemies throughout the last 18 months or so of Stride Pro Wrestling. So again, I encourage you uh, to stick around and stick around for the interview with Peyton Ayers. I'm excited for y'all to hear that. I'm also excited for, uh, as I mentioned, Stride Pro Wrestling on October 22nd. It is Fall for All. Heath Hatton and Cash Borden in a casket match. And if Cash loses, he says he will quit Stride forever. We're also going to see a three Falls of Fear match between Jerry Travelstead and Tony Flood. And I'm excited for that one too. You know, Cash Borden and Heath Hatton and Tony Flood and Jerry Travelstead have had quite a storied past. Uh, the big rivalries of Stride Pro Wrestling, those are two of the biggest in the history of the company. And uh, it'll be a great show for sure on October 22nd, happening at. Community Consolidated School 204 in Pinckneyville. I have all the details on the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page as well as on my 123 Cent. So check that out. You can get your tickets online that way. And if you're in the area, come out and support independent wrestling. Support independent wrestling at any cost, whenever you can. It's, it's the right thing to do. So by listening to this podcast, you are taking a step in supporting indie wrestling. And, and if you are able to, you know, shop the indie companies that have pro wrestling tea stores like Stride Pro Wrestling, it is prowrestlingtees.com slash my123cents. 
and you can order and they run sales all the time. So if you don't want to order now, you just wait and there will likely be a sale in the next few weeks. Uh, they just did a flash sale. They typically do. I, I My guess would be the next big sale is going to be the Black Friday sale. And then they usually run something right around the holidays as well. So uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash my123cents. And I say this, I've said this repeatedly. Um, maybe I should have done some kind of RVD episode 420 shirts. It, hey, if it happens, maybe maybe I can get him to agree to doing something like that. We'll We'll wait and see. Uh, how that all works out. But uh, again, I encourage you uh, to check out not only Pro Wrestling Tees, but also Thigh Huggers. It's thighhuggers.com. Use promo code MY123CENTS. And then the Collar and Elbow, uh, Collar and Elbow brand, when you use promo code MY123CENTS, you save money on your purchase for both of those sites, by the way. And you are also going to be donating or, you know, money is coming back to the My One Two Three Cents and Stride Pro Wrestling brands. So any little bit helps. So if you are able to, I encourage you check it out. Um, working on some other exciting things. Um, not ready to officially announce or launch yet. Uh, I do. I have started writing blogs again. They're so over at My One Two Three Cents dot com. You can check out the latest blog. Um, YouTube videos. I'm going to ramp that back up as well. I'm just looking for different opportunities for different, uh, you know, forms and, and kinds of content. And of course, uh, over on TikTok, I'm over there as well at underscore, I'm sorry, at Kevin underscore Huntsperger. So check that out. I've been doing uh, some wrestle talks, sharing some videos from Stride Pro Wrestling and, and condensing them and, and trying to have a little fun with all of that. So again, I, I encourage you to check all of that out. Uh, WWE, quick uh, news update or quick uh, thoughts on some of the WWE things going on. Uh, as I record this, Extreme Rules is behind us. And the White Rabbit reveal has has come to fruition. And it was, in fact, Bray Wyatt, as many had speculated. I am, for one, happy about this. I had seen some other fan theories of, of who the White Rabbit could be, one including Charlotte Flair, which uh, on the surface made a little bit of sense, but then as you kind of delved or dove into it, it really didn't make too much sense. So I'm glad to see that Bray Wyatt is back. Uh, I posed this question to Chad as we were talking on the phone earlier today. Uh, you know, Vince McMahon seemingly got rid of a lot of talent that they've obviously brought back into the fold. And at one time it was being blamed on Nick Khan, but Nick Khan is still with the company. So I've got to think that it really was Vince McMahon who maybe had lost touch, was out of touch, didn't understand, didn't get whatever these characters were supposed to be. I don't know. Uh, but I will tell you, I, and I love Vince McMahon. You heard all of that in the bonus episode earlier this year with Heath Hatton and I uh, talking about Vince McMahon. You know, but I got to tell you, the changes have been refreshing, and I am you know excited. And and as I mentioned before, you know, Chad and I are going back to WrestleMania in in April. So uh, looking forward to that, and and kind of have a renewed uh, energy as we head into right now. You know. This is really kind of ramping up to me. This is kind of really that road to WrestleMania. It starts with Survivor Series, or at least 
in my mind, back in the day, it used to. And I love Survivor Series, and we'll go more into Survivor Series on another episode. But uh, you know, as we go to Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble and and counting down to WrestleMania, I'm excited. I am really, legitimately excited about the product and and where things are heading and and the things that we've seen so far. Uh, the other thing, speaking of WrestleMania, is the WrestleMania 40 logo with the Liberty Bell. And uh, I like it. Uh, and I saw some people kind of crapping on it online. I, I think it looks good. I like the idea of the uh, numbers coming back. Uh, it seems like it's been several years since we've been calling WrestleMania by a number. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm excited for uh you know, WrestleMania in Philly, I, I will not be attending that one, but, uh, yeah, I'm honestly in thinking probably, and I, I'm never say never, but, uh, WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles and Hollywood, uh, will probably be it. It'll be the 10th. And, uh, you know, I, I have a feeling it'll end on a high note and I'm excited and, and we're going to both nights. So again, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and, and looking forward to you guys sticking around and enjoying uh, the rest of this podcast. Again, Peyton Ayers is the guest. He will be on the other side here. Stick around, and thanks so much for checking out the My One Two Three Cents podcast. If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, as promised, joining me this week on the podcast, the new Stride Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, Peyton Ayers. Peyton, it is a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Uh, I've been looking forward to uh, having this conversation with you for quite some time now, and now that you're the champ, uh, even more incentive to do so. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about, you know, I'm trying to remember, you know, when you started training and, and coming to Stride events. How long ago did you break in and, and start training, and was Stride your first training grounds? So... I came to Stride, it was September of 2020 when I came in. Okay. So I've been training there since then, so it's been about two years. And you recently, um, I guess it's been a couple of months now at least, you've officially, you know, kind of graduated, but you're one of those guys that, you know, you are still there and, and you're putting in the work, and, and I think that that has really shown and... and gotten you to where you are today you know two years later now you're the stride heavyweight champion did you ever think that when you started off you know what were your thoughts uh that and and i guess what motivated you to become a professional wrestler uh i think just a love of it just from growing up mm -hmm. when i started watching it i just slowly started to like ask myself those questions of you know, what if I did become a wrestler? What would that look like? You know, is it possible with the area that I live in without not having too much wrestling going on in Missouri? Mm -hmm. uh, but I found out that Stride existed and they were doing trainings every week. And I just told myself, I had the time. Why not give it a shot? And, you know, and we'll kind of backtrack a little bit here. When did you start watching wrestling? When did you become a fan of it? And and then when in your life did you figure, hey, 
this is something that that I can do, you know, because I think as a kid when we're watching this, we always kind of fantasize, oh yeah, uh, you know, I want to be like him and and get in there and do this. Uh, yeah. But then there's obviously a big difference of of having the ability to do that, not only the training but the physical acumen to do it as well. So t talk to me a little bit about your early fandom. So I think I came into watching wrestling very late. So mm -hmm. I was about 13 when I started watching it. At first it was kind of something that was novel and funny to me that you know, really weird, but also just so much fun just watching uh, all these people in the ring and wrestling. So like the people at the time were John Cena is uh, the DX of Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Uh, I think what really made me start to love it was when I started to pay attention more to the stories going on. So one of them being Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Mm. That's where I really started to understand what wrestling really was, what it could really be. So I started watching that, watching older tapes, and like getting more and more of a love for it. Telling myself, yeah, I want to do this, but as life goes on, then started to stop thinking about it, started to focus more on what I was doing just with music and such and kind of put wrestling in the backseat, didn't think about it for a long time. And then it was a probably when I got to college and just kind of started to focus on the stuff that I really loved. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where I did love doing music, but I loved wrestling a whole lot more and wanted to focus on that for myself while I still had my youth mm -hmm. and I was still single at the time. So I didn't have too much going on. So it's so just one of those things. Were you, um, and I, you know, I don't want to dive too deep into your, uh, kind of behind the scenes and into your personal life, but I, you know, you are billed from Cape Girardeau, Missouri when, when you wrestle, did you grow up in Cape? Were you, uh, attending events, uh, at the show me center when, when WWF would roll into town or WWE, I guess by that time roll into town. Yeah, uh, so I had grown up, yeah, lived and raised in the Cape area. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I've been to a couple of shows over at the Show Me Center mm -hmm. here. Uh, the, we'll say it was about 2012. Okay. I was there for a live event. I started to like, increase my love for it. And I remember the main event being Randy Orton and Christian. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. So, you know, because I, I, I went to college in Cape, and, and uh, you know, by the time, you know, I, you probably weren't even born yet when I was uh, down there, but my first event at the Show Me Center, the main event was uh, Ric Flair versus Rowdy Rowdy Piper. It was the uh, uh, December of 1991, and I liked the Show Me Center because, you know, growing up in St. Louis, we had always gone to the Keel or to the arena, and it's a much bigger environment, and you don't get that up-close uh, feel that you get at the Show Me Center. And I felt like, you know, I, that's one of the things I like about indie wrestling, too, is it's it's a, it's a bit more intimate, and fans, you know, the fan experience, I think, uh, really comes into play with that. When did you realize, you know, hey, there's independent wrestling? Because I know probably, you know, Stride started in, in March of 2016, and Cape Championship Wrestling started shortly thereafter. Uh, which is right there in Cape Girardeau. Um, 
but there was a long time, a lot of years, where there was no local independent wrestling. So when did, did you go to any indie shows prior to learning about Stride? So uh, I want to say back when I was still watching mostly WWE, I also knew of the promotions of Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor, but never mm-hmm. really paid attention to them. I didn't think they were too important to me. Uh, I think indie wrestling started to become more into my interest whenever the Cape shows did come around, and I found out they were running uh, about once a month. I found out from them bringing in Matt Hardy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was back in 2017, and I, I really wanted to go to it. I was a big fan of Matt Hardy just all throughout my wrestling uh, life. Uh, so I went to that show and just really loved the energy around it, just uh, getting to see all these people that you just have no idea who they are, and that gives them a chance to let their character shine through and get you get that interaction with them that you wouldn't with a lot of the other bigger shows. So, yeah, I see what you're saying about the intimacy part. Yeah, that that makes it a lot a lot of fun. And, you know, as you mentioned, in 2020, you know, September of 2020, you came to Stride and started training. And I'm guessing, you know, obviously in the early part of the COVID uh, time period, you know, we were doing shows at the building that uh, we still have. Uh, but we were doing them without any fans there. And that's actually kind of what motivated us to start doing uh, stuff on YouTube. We had some videos on YouTube, but not a whole lot. But, uh, you know, the pandemic really kind of opened that up for us and I think opened up a whole new fan base as well. And and we continue to record our shows every month and, and put them on YouTube. This is the plug for folks to go check out that. You can see uh, Peyton's big win uh, over yeah, Dexter. Yeah. Um, from Fright Night, it is on the Stride Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. But when you came in in September, because I think that next month we were in DuCoin at an outdoor show. But were we running, like when you were training, I mean, obviously, because uh, training was suspended there for a bit. But obviously, if you came in in September, we were back to kind of getting back to uh, somewhat normal uh, training and all that good stuff, I guess, huh? Yeah, it was a... Uh... It was every Tuesday and Thursday from all the times I had been there. Mm-hmm. There wasn't uh, much downtime. And, yeah, it was, I think, the same week that I started training was the same week that w- there was a show in the DuCoin uh, ball field, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So what, you know, at what, because I'm obviously – you know, I, I aged myself or dated myself when I mentioned the Ric Flair-Rowdy Piper match from 30-plus years ago that I watched. But, you know, I, I obviously, when I was younger, I thought, you know, maybe commentary, maybe doing, um, you know, being a manager. I never envisioned myself getting in the ring and, and getting physical. I had no uh, athletic background other than some youth sports and, and cross-country in high schools. Were you... Uh, active uh, athletically active uh, as a kid uh, and in high school as a kid i did a lot of youth soccer and i tried both football and wrestling but as a kid i was an aggressive pacifist i hated violence of any kind whether uh it was intentional or not 
But um, I think as I've grown older and wiser that I've kind of understood violence isn't totally bad. It's necessary when it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And that plays into a lot of like what we do in the ring and what stories we like to tell. Uh, and I would say, yeah, like high school, I wasn't doing any kind of sports. I was very much the band kid. I was in marching band and every band there was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't have much background in any athletics coming in. I just came in and wanted to try it and see what could happen. And I guess I had some kind of athletic bone <laughs> in my body. <laughs> Does that surprise people when you tell them that you are a band guy and not, you know, because you are, you know, a 300-pound guy who is, is to me, uh, very gifted in the ring and, and very athletic in there. Um, and to hear you yeah. just tell that story, because I, I think I knew that you you were in the band, but I didn't realize that you didn't really uh, do any other sports at, at that time. I, I know some kids who have done you know, both band and, and played football or, or, you know, they'll run off the sidelines and, and play in the halftime show or whatever. But yeah, I, I'm really surprised of, to hear that. Yeah, a lot of people assume that with my size and my look that I was a football player, like no question about it. I was, That's what I was doing. And when they see me walking around carrying a tuba, <laughs> just so many questions. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's, it's strange for me to say myself now, like I do, it's one of those things where I don't regret anything that I've done. Yeah. But it definitely makes me look back and think, well, what if I did uh, do all these athletic things? Like, how much better would I be for it, or how much worse would I be? Well, you know, definitely you picked something up along the way. When you get in there and start, you know, kind of talk to me about that, because I've talked to, you know, Riser, who actually... Uh, I understand will be your opponent coming up on October 22nd as you have your first title defense. Uh, but, you know, Riser and um, there have been a couple of other guys that have come through the Stride locker room. You know, Tyler, Heath Hatton, who started all of Stride, you know, uh, athletic in high school, did some college sports, you know, same with Riser, you know, as far as, as being an athlete in high school. Um, so they kind of are prepared, I think, a little bit. I don't know that you're ever totally prepared for what you're going to endure when you get into that ring, but how did you react in that first you know, month or so or first couple of weeks after you start training? Because you're doing things that you are probably not used to ever doing before and in a normal circumstance you wouldn't be doing to yourself. Yeah, I think it was a lot of... You know, beforehand, I knew wrestling was going to hurt no mm-hmm. matter what. Like, those bumps, everything is going to be something that you're feeling. You're going to be sore in the morning. Uh, I remember a quote that uh, Cody Rose has actually said before. Uh, I can't remember where he had got it from. But it was, you're always going to be competing hurt, but you never want to be injured. Mm-hmm. And that kind of resonated with me of, Soreness will happen. It's just a matter of knowing how badly something is and knowing your body to the point where you can still uh, perform to where you can still compete and just having like a disciplined mind. That makes sense. Like, yeah, kind of uh, 
just being able to know what you need to do and make it happen. Absolutely. And, and when you are going through the training, uh, I'm always curious, when you came in, did you have an idea like this is this is who I want to be, this is the character, this is the gimmick I want to do? Um, or, you know, do you go in there and just kind of get the basics and the fundamentals down first and then work on character development? Yeah, it was definitely the latter of getting the basics down and then thinking about the character later. You know, I'll have, you know, ideas like what I think I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then as I think more on it, start to see the holes and start to retract from it more. But that's kind of the fun of wrestling still is that I can go out and just give something a try and see what happens. You know, you are, you know, you're very, um, you know, you're not coming across as this intense monster. And like I said, people who uh, saw your picture for this episode or, or have seen you in the ring know that, again, you are this 300-pound monster in the ring, and you put on this, uh, uh, you know, persona that is, is pretty intimidating. And I, I really, I honestly think that you are a very gifted uh, and, and a wonderful addition to the Stride roster. So um, I know that you wrestle in and work in other companies as well. Are you wrestling and kind of, you know, following that same? Because I know some guys will wrestle at Stride and then they'll have a different character or a different, uh, you know, persona in, a, in another company here in Southern Illinois or in Missouri or St. Louis or wherever they wrestle. Do you try to keep it all the same? Uh, you know, as, as you know, uh, this strong, silent type of, of character? Um, I think that's usually just the way I lean, uh, lean into, no matter where I go, is I go for the strong, silent type. Mm-hmm. But I guess it kind of depends on, you know, what does this promotion need for that night? Do they need the strong, silent type, or do they need a very energized, very hyperactive kind of guy. And if that's what they need me to do, I do my best to give them what they need. Uh, I do, I do think that there's a, uh, I think there's a strength in knowing your character and knowing exactly who you are, what you can bring to any given company but kind of going back to that whole not being afraid of trying new stuff like you never really know what people are going to be into unless you you know try it out Mm -hmm. in the ring see what happens if they're not into it then okay but now you know it doesn't work yeah and when you you know when you came in and like i said you you started training in you know september october 2020 i remember uh, specifically, like early 2021, you were in there as kind of the, um, I don't know if bodyguard is the right word, but you were, you know, the big man who was behind uh, Riser, who at that time was about to win the Stride Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. So you were kind of, again, that, you know, I would compare it to almost uh, Shawn Michaels and Diesel um, or AJ Styles and, and almost. Uh, you know, it, it was that kind of relationship, or so it seemed, and, and, you know, you knew it was inevitable that eventually you two are going to break off, and we're going to really see what you can do on your own as an individual, and I really, again, 
feel like you have have shined very brightly. Um, you know, the training that you've done at Stride, the dedication that you've put into it. You know, you're there helping set up. You stick around and you're helping tear down. And I, you know, I commend you for that because there are. You know, we, we see it that, you know, not everybody is, is as uh, ready to help and, and, and give back and, and be a part of that. Um, so I think you're setting a good example for those trainees who are coming in now and, and looking up to you as, as not only the champion, and, uh, but someone who really uh, is a true success story from going through that stride locker room and, and the other locker rooms that you've been in. Uh, yeah, and I guess it's just a matter of like, I guess I get that feeling of I want to give back and I want to help everyone succeed, mm -hmm. you know, like everybody that I've met through the try locker room has helped me in some way in the industry. Like, I think I give a lot of, uh, my character and just the way I feel in the ring and getting more comfortable. I give a lot of that to guys like Axe and Roger who have helped me. They've worked with me in the ring and they've just helped me a lot of with getting comfortable with doing uh, bad guy stuff, mm -hmm. more or less. Yeah. Does it get, you know, when you're in there, you know, I, I remember we did a show uh, in the spring uh, it was an outdoor show, um, and you were in there with Heath Hatton. And then later in the night, you ran interference in the main event with Bob Orton and um, Axe Allward, and then it turned into a tag team match. Do you get, you know, when you're in there with Axe and Heath and, and Bob Orton, obviously, you know, three uh, veterans of, of indie wrestling, and then, of course, Bob Orton with, with the the WWF is it any a different kind of feeling or mindset than when you're in there with say a Jimmy Razor or uh, 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 David Lee Walker who are uh, also trainees and, and and graduates of the Stride Training Academy? Um, yes and no. It's it's a feeling of I know whenever I get into the ring with Heath and Axe and uh, Bob Orton that. I didn't have to worry too much about anything. Like I trusted them a lot in the way they work and uh, their years of experience uh, speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. Getting in the ring with uh, younger guys like a Jimmy Razor and David Lee Walker, I have worked them enough times to trust them, but it's always just that matter of uh, do I know them as a worker? Do I know what they can and can't do? Uh, how much trust have we build up with each other in the long run? And just being able to know each other enough to know what's going to work and what's not going to work. I think is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, about a year ago, just over a year ago, we, we did a, 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 another outdoor show at, at Rent One Park. You were in the main event against Riser. Uh, it was a ladder match for the heavyweight championship. Uh, how apprehensive were you with the ladder? Because that you know you're in your first year of of wrestling and and you're in a ladder match, which is is not probably something easy to prepare for. Um, mentally, uh, you know, where were you with your mindset going into that kind of uh, contest? Uh, I was 
pretty freaked out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not big on heights or ladders. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's like I trusted the people around me enough to know, like, uh, kind of the word of mouth of what that kind of match would do to you. And uh, definitely, like, listen to Roger talk about how the match would look, how it would feel, kind of alleviated a lot of the stress I might have had going into it. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I got in there, it just felt like running a regular match, just things a little more later. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you're two years into, you know, into being a wrestler and, and you don't just wrestle for stride, which I think is great that you're able to get in there and, and, and work in other promotions around the area. Um, do you get nervous? Do you get, uh, uh, you know, ever get, I don't want to say scared, but are you ever nervous uh, stepping into the ring uh, these days? Uh, I'll always have just those initial butterflies before I know what the match is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the more I do it, the less really nervous or scared that I get. Of like, I know I trust myself enough with certain things. Uh, like I've done it enough times to know like how to make it work, how to keep somebody safe when doing it. So it's it's more the things that I haven't done that I'm get really nervous about. Like if I were to jump off the top of the rope for something, I'd be freaking out the entire way up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked a, a few minutes ago about you know that strong, silent type, and and you're you know obviously that big menacing creature not creature but that big menacing figure <laughs> that's that's in the ring uh, <laughs> and now you have uh, a new spokesman a new advocate if you will in sam hunter who um, i think will be doing a lot of talking for you and, and maybe uh writing some checks that you're going to have to cash for him because uh, he's he's kind of got a, a, a big mouth and and you know is already pissing people off in his uh, return to stride how how are you feeling about working with a manager and 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 it looks like maybe a stable developing here with with Scott Phoenix, uh, helping you win the championship the other night. I don't know what the plan is for the future if if you two are going to be part of this Sam Hunter stable. But what's it like uh, kind of working with a manager? It's a throwback for me of of watching the old '80s wrestling with uh, managers and wrestlers back out there. Yeah, you know. Sam Hunter, he's got a big mouth. He talks a lot. He knows exactly what to say to get under people's skins and get in their head. But the difference now is he's got big Peyton Ayers on his side. If he's got cash, a check, he's writing checks out, that I need to cash in, then he's got no problem. Like anything that I need to do, I'll get it done. That's just the way I'm built. Yeah, I I have no doubt about that. Uh, no doubt about that at all. Uh, Peyton, as we r- wrap things up, talk to me a little bit about your future. What what do you want to uh, get out of this wrestling experience? You know, I've I've talked to guys at Stride who have done some things with WWE, who have done some things with AEW or Impact. Um, do you do you ever see yourself? breaking out of of the southern illinois southeast missouri area and and trying something on a national stage if i'm being honest with you and being honest with myself 
I absolutely think I can make it to WWE. Mm. That my biggest goal is that I do want to make it to WrestleMania, and a smaller goal that I can accomplish if I make it to WWE or not is to wrestle in the UK and just be in front of a UK crowd because that's something I've just wanted for the longest time is to feel that energy. Yeah. But yeah, I think in my heart of hearts, I can make it. I just have to keep putting the work in and keep doing my very best and keep listening to any advice that I have come in my way. Well, Peyton, I wish you nothing but the best. And I think, you know, if the last two years have, have been a an amazing start for you. And I, I have no doubt uh, that we will see you uh, on WWE TV one day and, and, you know, making it to the UK. I think that's a, a very attainable goal as well and, and wrestling over there. Um, thank you so much for spending a little time with us and letting fans get to know you a little bit better. Anything you want to add as we uh, wind things down? Check out Striper Wrestling. Check out Big Payton Nairs, destroying anyone who comes in my way. Man, I love Peyton Nairs. He is a, a human being who is uh, a quality individual, and I'm so glad that uh, we got to spend a little time uh, doing this podcast, and I'm glad that you stuck around and listened. And uh, I hope that uh, you're back next week for episode 413. Who knows who may be the guest, but again, aiming for episode 420 and Rob Van Dam. So if you know or have a way of getting a hold of Rob Van Dam besides me bothering him on Twitter, let me know. Hit me up on uh, any of the social media platforms that are out there. You can search for me, Kevin Huntsperger, or My123Cents. Uh, we're on myself and the brand are on all social media platforms. So check it out, like, follow, leave a review of the podcast too. Let me know your thoughts, your one, two, three cents, if you will. And uh, thanks for listening. Have a great week and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. 